our Bible open to John 14. Two verses that are very, very important to us. This will not be a very long message tonight. I want to speak for a few minutes on prayer. Jesus said, when you pray, this way to pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. In that simple prayer, the Lord was not saying you're to repeat that prayer over and over and over again, like many groups do. But he said that's the plan of prayer. That's sort of what you're to pray about, our Father in heaven. You cannot talk to the Lord unless he is your Father. You can say, O God, O Lord, and those are bywords we hear all the time today. That's not prayer. The interesting thing is nobody ever says, O Baghdad, or O Buddha. Interesting, they, they take God's name. They take Jesus' name. I've never heard anybody say, Ozerasa. They don't do that. You know why? The devil leads them to take the name of God in vain. And you may say, well, that's not taking the name of God in vain. That's just, sort of a, that's just, a, that's just an expression. Well, try using another expression. Why don't you say, uh, oh, house. Or, oh, Oldsmobile. Or, oh, Buick. You don't say that. You know why you say the other? God, the devil leads you to do that. It's taking God's name in vain. On the other hand, how wonderful to hear somebody pray. And the Lord told us some very important things about prayer. And in John 14, verse 13 and 14, listen. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that my Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments. What does it mean to ask in the name of Jesus? Well, he tells us here. He says that my Father may be glorified. So whatever you ask in the name of Jesus has to be something that will glorify God. Is it right to pray for a new pair of shoes? If you need them, yes. Is it right to pray for a bicycle? If you need it, yes. Depends on how you're gonna use it. Is it right to pray for a gun? Depends on how you're gonna use it. Are you gonna use it to glorify God? Now, Notice he adds something to it in 1 John chapter 5. He says something very, very interesting and very important, very similar to this. It's a little bit different. Listen, this is the confidence we have in him. If we ask anything, he will do it. Is that what it says? 1 John 5, 14. This is the confidence we have in him. If we ask anything, he'll do it. Is that what it says? 
if we ask anything what? Look in your Bible. According what? To his will. If you ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know we have the petitions that we have desired of him. So there's some conditions there. First of all, you need to ask in the name of Jesus. We don't have a right to come to God and just say, God, I need this, I need that, I need the other. We come in the name of Jesus. And the only way we can come in the name of Jesus is something that will honor and glorify Jesus. That my Father may be glorified. Now, I was uh, at Union University many years ago. And uh, in those days, a little bit of money went a long way. I owed a $5 debt at the office at Union, and I didn't have $5. I worked at the cafeteria, did all kinds of stuff when I was going through college. I took in cleaning, I worked at a department store, I did all kinds of stuff. But anyway, this particular morning, I was a little bit depressed. I knew I had to pay that $5 that day. I was on my way to work, 5.30 in the morning, and I had my head down, I shouldn't have had my head down, but I did. And as I walked along, I saw something on the ground. I reached down and picked it up, it was a $5 bill. I was pretty dumb. I went to the cafeteria and held it up and said, anybody lose this? <laughs> well, anybody could have claimed it, but they didn't. I went to the kitchen. Of the, I worked in that cafeteria of the school. I said, anybody here lose $5? Nobody said a word. I got along with the Lord and I said, Lord, that's from you, thank you. Went over to the office and paid it. Now that was to the glory of God. I had to pay that debt and I owed it that day. And I was trying to go through school because I knew I needed an education. When God called me to preach, he called me to prepare. I believe that's always the call when God calls someone to preach, he calls them to prepare. That's the reason Austin's in Louisville, that's the reason Brandon's in Louisville, that's the reason Marcus is in California, that's the reason some of our people here at Western University, some are in Pensacola, They've, they're preparing to do what God wants them to do with life. And when you obey the Lord, and we walk in the light as he is in the light, not only do we have fellowship one with another, we have fellowship with him. And he gives us the need, but he does it in his own way. Moses was asked to go to, go to Pharaoh and, and say, let my people go. And Moses said, how can I do that? And God said, what's that in your hand? What was his staff, his rod? He said, throw it on the ground. Throw it on the ground, it became a serpent, a snake. And God said, reach down and pick it up. Moses didn't have any better sense than to do what God said. He reached down and picked it up. It was a stick again. It was a, it was a rod again. <clears throat> he said, you go down there, <clears throat> and God's going to use this rod. You're not going to hit anybody with it, but God's going to use it. He's going to use what you have to get accomplished what you need to get accomplished. Ladies and gentlemen, God does that. 
Whatever you ask in faith, believing you'll receive, but it has to be the glory of God and it has to be for the will, in the will of God for the purpose of God. Now, a lot of times we think, well, almost anything is a purpose of God. Uh, anything you ask, if you're, if you're living for the Lord and you're serving the Lord, we as a church, we ask for certain things, like we ask for somebody to be healed. Let me ask you to be very careful what you ask God for. <clears throat> I was at the hospital one night and they brought a boy in. His parents were there and brought him to the emergency room and his parents were weeping in terrible condition. They asked that we pray for him to be healed. Well, I really didn't know how to pray. When you ask God to heal somebody, you'd be sure you get permission from God that that's what he wants. So I just prayed that God would comfort them and God would comfort the boy and he wouldn't have to have pain. And that didn't satisfy them, so they called another preacher. He came and prayed adamantly, big and big, God, heal this boy, heal this boy, bring him healing. You know what happened? God did it. Now, wait a minute. Three years went by. That boy was a vegetable. At the end of three years, he died. His mother and daddy divorced. They couldn't take it. Was it really God's will to heal him? I don't know the answer to that. But I know it tore the family up. When you ask God for something, ask his permission. Is this really what you need, what you want me to ask? Is this really it? We have a debt on our cave mill property. I ask God all the time about that. There's not a day, not an hour, not a, not a minute that goes by that's not on my heart. All the time, constantly before the Lord. At night, sometimes with a little sleep. Sometimes with tears. I remember years ago we bought eight, uh, ten new buses. I think it was 1973. Paid $80,000 for those ten buses. That was a lot of money for us. It's always been, we've never had any money. God has assigned Glendale Baptist Church huge assignments with no money. I don't understand it, but he does. Anyway, these uh, bus pastors had a prayer meeting after church every Wednesday night, and they prayed for 10 new buses. And uh, some of them went to the deacons and said, let's ask God for 10 new buses. And the those young, those guys, those bus pastors, they're not here anymore. I don't know whether any of them are here, but maybe some of them are. Anyway, they asked the deacons that, to pray about that. Believe it or not, a recommendation came to the church to buy 10 new buses, and somebody said, how are you going to pay for them? That's terrible. We're going to borrow the money. I don't believe in borrowing money, but we did. Then, a year went by. Another year went by. We didn't have any money to pay on it. The bank thought we were going to default. I had prayed, Lord, send a check for $80,000. I prayed that. I examined the mail every day. No check came. Finally, one night I was praying. God said, you tell the church and they'll pay it. 
I said, they will? Yeah. And he said, it'll take them three years to do it. You have three summer campaigns. The first summer we had a campaign, we raised a little bit of that money, went down and paid it. The next summer, we raised a little bit more. Then the third summer came and we raised quite a bit of it. It came to the final Sunday night. Some of you may have been here that night. We still owed quite a bit of money. I had begun to ask, Lord, was it your will for us to get those buses? That night, we came to the close of service and somebody got up and said, has it been announced how much money we've gotten for the buses? And somebody got up and announced how much. Somebody got up and said, I'll give $5. Somebody said $10. I'll give a quarter. I'll give a dollar. Somebody else said $100. That night before we left, the Sunday night congregation had raised enough money to pay off those buses. What a revival meeting we had that night. Were any of you here that night? Some of you were. What a day. What a glorious day. Well, God can do the same thing again, but we have to get to the end of our wits and pray and ask God. You know, some have said, well, we ought to sell Roselawn and move out there. And some have said, we ought to sell Cave Mill and move over here. Those are good ideas. Those are practical ideas. But let's ask God to provide the funds. He can do it. Whatever you ask in faith, believing God will give it to you if it's in the will of God. And so we have to ask, and that's the reason I appreciate our teachers. They pay a big, big price for the school. Thank God for them. And sometimes they get the idea that we don't love them. Well, that's ridiculous. Our church loves, how many of you don't love our teachers out there? Raise your hand if you don't love them. <laughs> how many of you hate them? I don't see anybody saying that. See, we all love them. But the reason they feel that way, listen, we had a bus mechanic years ago, and Johnny reminded me of this last night. We had a bus mechanic who was really good, and he'd come and work on the buses by himself. And finally one day he came to, maybe it was Ron Children, whoever it was, the bus director at that time. He said, I'm gonna move, can't do it, bus work anymore. Come to find out, he got discouraged because he thought nobody cared because nobody went out there and helped him. And I think that's what some of the teachers feel. We don't go over there and help them. We don't go over and volunteer. We don't go over and do this. That. You know, this afternoon we had a meeting. Right after the meeting, Chris was out there cleaning the floor. I didn't clean it. I should have, but I didn't. I didn't have time. I had to go get do something else. But you see, when they feel that nobody cares, it isn't that we don't care. It is that everybody's busy. So when you see a teacher, thank them. Say, thank you for what you're doing. God has blessed that school. We've been graduating people since 1980, and God is blessing. Now, if God one day tells us, it's not my will to pay that debt, then we have to take that. That's very hard. I believe God wants us to pay it. So let's ask God in prayer. Do you know 
How many times, listen to this, how many times I've seen a little group gather together to pray for the bus debt? Zero. Now, maybe some do, but I've never seen it. We have a men's prayer meeting every Sunday morning, every Saturday morning. Used to be at 7 o'clock, now it's at 8 o'clock. You know how many come? One. Last week there were two. When we get serious with God about prayer, God will answer prayer. We need revival. Our church needs revival. A spiritual awakening. America needs a spiritual awakening. Some time ago I heard on the radio one of the preachers was saying they've called for a time of prayer between now and November to pray for America. I think there are some doing that. Thank God. But folks at Glendale, let's get under the burden of prayer. How many, don't, don't raise your hand, but how many of you really believe God doesn't answer prayer? I believe he does. But we have to pray in faith believing and it has to be out of a burdened heart and it has to be in the will of God. And God will answer prayer. I challenge some of our ladies and some of our men, some of our young people, meet together and pray. Pray for revival. I remember years and years ago in 1960 or 61 maybe, we met over at Mrs. McCubbin's house, L.A.M. and uh, Pat McCubbin's house. And that night there were about 30 young people met. And we sang a little bit and then we prayed. And they prayed for revival. That was in the, in the spring of 1961, early in the spring, maybe February or March. You know what happened? God did a marvelous thing. There was revival, spiritual revival and God blessed. That can happen again. God is not dead. God has not changed. Sometimes we change, but he hasn't. He says, whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it, that the Father may be glorified. Not so we can be glorified, not some selfish desire on our part, but so God can be glorified. And he will be as we poured our complaint and our heart cry to him. God will answer prayer. I believe that with all my heart. Whatever you ask in faith believing, you'll receive. Our time is up. I didn't mean to preach even this long, but I wanted to just talk to you a little bit about prayer. God answers prayer. What do you have on your heart? What's most thing on your heart? You don't have to talk about it right now, but whatever is on your heart, talk to God about it. Maybe it's your mother, maybe it's your daddy, maybe it's your son, maybe it's your daughter, maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's your Sunday school class. Brother Johnny and I met the other night and talked about our Sunday school, and how we need to reach people and go after people. God will do that. Brother Marcus Bowling is out at West Coast. The pastor there, I heard him preach, and he told about his people every week knock on a thousand doors in that city. Amen. They've reached a lot of people. They built a big building, have a great college. 
When we go, they'll come. Go knock on doors. Somebody's going to come. Let's do it for Jesus' sake. Let's believe the Lord and let's pray in faith, believing and ask God. Let's bow together in prayer for a moment, please. Thank you for listening tonight and for your gracious kindness and thoughtfulness and your attention. Is there anybody here? You don't have to stand and say anything, but just tell God. Anybody here who would say, Lord, I want to contact some people and ask them to meet with me and pray either after church or before church or at your house or somewhere, and just have a series of prayer meetings. Sometime soon, I'd like to have an all-night reading of the Bible and praying here at the church for God's hand on the work. Our Father, thank you for the privilege of prayer. What I've said tonight is in deep humility. I pray, God, that you would make us a praying church and help us to believe you. Whatever we ask in faith, believing, it's in your will, you're granted. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand, page 155. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. And let's sing from our hearts. Anybody that feels uh, impressed to make a commitment to the Lord or to come and just kneel at the altar, you do what God says to do while we sing this great old hymn. I don't think you need a book. Have that own way. Let's sing.